Hi, and welcome to episode 211 of the Dinner Sisters podcast. We're two sisters taking on the nightly challenge of dinner. I'm Kate Schultz, living and working right outside Atlanta, Georgia. I'm a passionate cook and recipe collector, always thinking about my next meal. And I'm Betsy Wallace. I live, work, and raise a family here in Atlanta also. And I love dinner time, but can always use help planning and cooking for my family of five. If you if you have been on the Facebook group, you know that I my oven went out in my kitchen. And then also I got salmonella from the onion mm-hmm. salmonella recall. Uh, right. So it's been just really as uh, as far as the dinner front goes, it's been rough. <laughs> it's been rough. It's been rough. But we're back. We're back. We're back. We made this work, and we appreciate everyone's patience during what was quite the challenging time. Yeah. I, I had a lot of work travel. Then I was just gone. Yep. Anyway, so here we are. Uh, our goal of this podcast is to cook a little better, learn a little bit about food, and most importantly, figure out what the heck to have for dinner. And here's how this works. Like every episode, we have three recipes that we cooked and reviewed from anywhere I can find a recipe, right? Popular food blogs, internet chefs, anywhere on the World Wide Web. We have all these recipes, tips, the smorgasbord, and a shopping list for everything on our website at dinnersisters.com. All right, Kate, this week's recipes were a meatball banh mi by Hapa Nam Nam, Swedish sandwich cake by Pretty Prudent, and chicken fried tofu sandwiches with spicy buffalo slaw by Connoisseur's Veg. Sandwiches just felt right. Yeah. This week. I don't know what it was. I think, you know, with the holidays coming up, I mean, Halloween, Thanksgiving, then we've got like Hanukkah after that, Ramadan, like Christmas, everything. This is just a busy time of year. And I just don't feel like the full dinner situation or you want to make something that you can wrap up or make ahead. Or just kind of break out of a dinner rut. Maybe you're having holiday meals and you're like, I just want something smallish, you know? Yeah. One of the my favorite things about making sandwiches for dinner, too, is that we don't feel the pressure to... People just kind of walk around eating them sometimes. Like you just grab yeah. it in the kitchen and then you just keep going and doing whatever you're doing. And some nights that just feels really nice. You just don't want to mm-hmm. make dinner a big deal. And so a sandwich yeah. is a great way to do that. Yeah. Low key. So speaking of low key, it's a meatball banh mi. Mm. <laughs> I made a rhyme and I didn't even know it. By Hapa Nam Nam. This recipe is banh mi, like Vietnamese flavored meatballs in a roll with some pickled vegetables and some sriracha mayo. So to make it, what you do is first you make your pickles, which are rice vinegar and white vinegar, carrots and radishes that have been julienned. You add it all together and then you just set that aside to kind of quick pickle. Then you make your meatballs, which is pork, egg, panko um, breadcrumbs, soy sauce, fish sauce, and chopped garlic, and minced ginger. Mix it all up, shape it into small, like, little over an inch meatballs, and then you fry them um, on, you know, on the stove, medium-high heat, 8 to 10 minutes until they're nice and browned. And while that's going, you can make a sriracha mayo, which is just sriracha and mayo, basically, (laughs) mixed together so you get a little bit of a kick. And then to make it, you just take miniature very fresh French baguettes. <laughs> you There are special banh mi rolls. And if you're lucky enough to find them, like go for it. But if you can't, um, front, mini baguettes are good. Lightly toasted hoagie rolls, she suggests. And so you just put the sriracha mayo on that. Add your um, meatballs, your pickled carrots and radishes, some cilantro if you've got it, and jalapenos. There you go. There's your sandwich. Betsy, how'd you like it? I so I really liked these, and mm. people will not be surprised because this is right up my favorite flavor profile. 
Yeah. And so I was thinking I could make meatballs ahead and put them in the freezer so that these mm. become like a really easy weeknight meal, right? So if you do a big yeah. batch of these pre-made meatballs, you could have a great homemade meal ahead of time and then, you know, just buy the buns and have the pickled assortment, assorted pickles and toppings ready. Assort- yeah. 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 I think that's a great idea. I thought the meatballs were so flavorful. The fish sauce and the soy sauce and then the ginger and garlic really all came through with the pork. Um, I used my cookie scoop oh. to real mm-hmm. quick make all the meatballs first. And then I rolled them. And that, I think, takes so much less time. Yeah. So if you have like a two tablespoon, like a smaller cookie scoop, definitely use that. Because that was like... Super great. And then you could freeze them either um, raw and then cook them, or you can make them and then freeze them if you really want something quickly. So I think that's a great idea, Betsy. I had a lot of quick pickle left over. Um, And so I ended up using them for sandwiches and stuff, which was great. Yeah, I did too. I mean, it, and these are things that I always wish I had more of in the fr- fridge whenever I have mm-hmm. these extra quick pickles. I'm like, oh, I need to do this every week. Some people are really together and they've got this in their you know, fridge all the time. And I bet their dinners are always amazing because of this. So it's it's a good reminder. Yeah. What kind of rolls did you end up using? I got from Publix. I think they were probably a hoagie roll or a sub roll. I kind Mm. of picked one that I thought looked closest to a banh mi roll just from the deli section. So yeah. Yeah. Same. I think that's what I ended up doing. I ended up kind of toasting mine lightly because I was like, I don't know how fresh these are. And that tends to kind of freshen up bread a little bit, you know. (laughs) And you know what I did? I am doing this new kind of community supported agriculture thing. And I have so much lettuce. Oh, uh uh-huh. And so I just took um, this like leaf lettuce that I have and I made them into lettuce wraps. Oh, that sounds nice. Also amazing. Yeah. Really, really good. Yeah, so this is a five out of five for me. How about for you? Yeah, me too. I will definitely maybe making these again and maybe try and do some like batch cooking ahead of time and mm. put this on the, the menu for the fall. Mm-hmm. All right. So our next recipe here, Kate, is a Swedish sandwich cake by Pretty Prudent. Tell us about this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> this is a surprise so for I've, me. Yeah. This was a surprise. This is one of those recipes that I kind of sneak in there uh-huh. and then see how you do with it. And sometimes I have to pull them and sometimes you go with it. So let's describe it first. It is a big loaf of bread, usually a round, like a bowl, right? Mm-hmm. That you cut all the crust off and then you cut it into, I guess, a cylinder. Think of like you're making a round cake, stacked yeah. cake. Yeah. Then you slice it like you would slice cake to fill it with frosting, except your frosting in this case is all savory. So use cream cheese. And then what they typically do is have some sort of like minced meat filling Mm -hmm. or you can go like um, cold smoked salmon and cucumbers, which is what I ended up doing. So to make this and this was actually kind of more of a method that she had than actually a recipe. So I'll tell you what I did. I had, um, I could not find an actual round loaf of bread. It was very odd. Oh. So the one I had was kind of like elongated. So I ended up turning it into a rectangle. Works just fine. I looked for lots of Swedish meatball, Swedish, Swedish meatball, too many meatballs, Swedish sandwich cakes online. There are actually a lot. And <laughs> you can also make this kind of in a rectangle. So you cut all the crust off. 
Then you slice it so you've got kind of layers like a cake. And then what I did is I did the first layer. I put a thin layer of cream cheese and then I did, you know, a layer of smoked salmon and then some thinly sliced red onions. The next cake, uh, cake, the next bread layer went on top of that, thin layer of cream cheese and then some cucumbers and some radishes and some dill. And I stacked that up again. And I only had enough for two layers. And I've, I saw some that have like three. You could even do, I'm sure, four if you really got crazy. Mm-hmm. And then what you do is you frost it, quote unquote, frost it with cream cheese. And I decided to flavor the cream cheese with um, the zest of one lemon and about a couple tablespoons of chopped dill. So I mixed that into some whipped cream cheese that I'd set out to let get kind of, you know, room temperature. And that spread really well. So you just, you think it's not going to work, but cream cheese is pretty close to frosting. So just kind of, you know, I had an offset spatula, frosted the thing up, decorated it with some half slices of cucumber. And you can actually make roses. She's got a demo for making roses out of the smoked salmon. <laughs> so I kind of rolled up smoked salmon and a little, put it on top um, and then put it in the fridge because it, it's going to be very unstable. You're not going to be able to cut this thing until it's like really cold again, right? Like cold cream cheese. Um, and, and that's what it is. I, I, your imagination could really run, run wild here with the things you'd like to eat, but that's, that's how we made it. I ended up making it, Betsy, because that's about when your stove oven exploded, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to be clear, so people don't think my oven actually exploded, it just didn't turn on one day. Um, (laughs) right. (laughs) Right. I mean, I made this into a thing. It's not actually an explosion. No, no. 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 It just was a very like poorly timed. That's the end of that. Yes. Uh, and that oven is, is pretty old. So we were, I mean, you know, these things with your appliances, you don't really want to replace them. And then all of a sudden it's just too late, but yes. So I was like, Kate, I am, I am not making this cake. I just (laughs) cannot emotionally make a Swedish sandwich cake right now. (laughs) In my life. <laughs> so I was like, fair. I know. Fair. So you actually, it was funny because you made the cake and then mm-hmm. gave it to me. And so I said, okay, we're going to have this. And then our sister in law called and she wanted to have people over. And then I had to go mm-hmm. look at a new stove. And so I actually gave you the cake back to go take to the potluck over at her house with your children, with my kids. I was like, take your cake. And all my kids, I got to go look at this stove. <laughs> so it was kind of like all right. the, the great traveling Swedish sandwich cake for an afternoon. <laughs> and then, but I'll tell you what, um, it was a hit. It was very delicious, hit. and it was actually a great hit for a little party get together. You know, like it's kind of a mm-hmm. fun thing to take somewhere. So it ended up being really fun in the in the end. Uh, it's rich, that's for sure. I yeah. Mean, I, it wouldn't be something I would say make for yourself for dinner, but I would definitely no. say make it when you're having a group over as a fun – I would even say dinner or brunch too. This could be a, a fun brunch one. This would be an awesome – that's actually what I was going to say. I think this would be a super fun brunch side. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this – because because it definitely has all those flavors – I made it, put it in the fridge, wrapped it up, put it in the fridge, and then looked over. I have that Trader Joe's, another company sell it, that everything but the bagel seasoning. Oh, yeah. Mm. I thought, oh, that would like an everything but the bagel sandwich cake. That'd be good. Yeah. Yum. 
And if you don't like the salmon, I think you could use that fake, that imitation crab. Mm-hmm. I think you could go totally non-fish and add in like sliced turkey or ham and then kind of change your ingredients to that. So I think it's, it's a fun thing. It definitely is not, like you said, something you're going to make and, and prep ahead of time and then eat sandwich cake for the week. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. That seems, but that's rough. Yeah. Well, you know, I was talking to our mom about this and she was like, oh, they used to make a bunch of those in the 70s and 80s. Like you'd make a savory, mm. I don't know if it was more like a savory jelly roll or if it was kind of like oh. this Swedish sandwich cake thing. Mm-hmm. I she said it was a popular party food. So if anyone else has any details on that, or if you were making, uh, you know, cream cheese, savory sandwich rolls in the 70s, let us know in the Facebook yeah. group. Love to hear about that. Yeah. For sure. Uh, for what it was, this was a four out of five. I thought it was great. The only reason it didn't get the full five is because it's not. It's hard. It's a this is a hard press one to really call it a dinner. Yeah, that's true. I'll give it this. I mean, I didn't really make it. So, I, you know, whenever I don't make things, I don't feel like it's real fair to rate it. Yeah. Um, but it was a fun, it was a little kind of a fun party thing. I'll say too, we, we mm-hmm. thought that it, you know, it's, it was like a soup, a soup party. So if you have like a soups and sides, yeah. it goes well. Yeah. Okay. Oh, it does. So sure. last one of the day, chicken fried tofu sandwiches with spicy buffalo saw by Connoisseur's Veg. Yeah, so we had a vegetarian option, as we always do this week, and I thought, why not do something that's a bit more decadent for vegetarians? I think sometimes vegetarian food, for good reasons, skews towards more the more, like, nutritious slash health food kind of thing, right? Where you're trying to, you know, eat well. This is not so much that, <laughs> which is great. Sometimes you need a treat. I think the whole theme for this should maybe be treats for this episode. So this is a marinated tofu that you batter, twice batter, actually, and then kind of chicken fry it. Yeah. And then you top with this buffalo slaw and have it on a Kaiser roll. So it's kind of crunchy. The slaw is kind of creamy. Um, and it's kind of this hot, I would call it like a, a take on a hot chicken sandwich mm-hmm. kind of thing, like kind of thing like that. So to make this, you're going to make a buffalo slaw, which is cabbage, red onion. She calls for vegan mayo, if you have it, um, garlic. Frank's hot sauce, which is the buffalo taste, and then salt and pepper. So what you do is just combine the the cabbage with the onion and the mayo, the garlic, and the hot sauce. There's your slaw. Let that sit. Then you're going to freeze and then thaw your tofu. And we've had recipes like this before. And what that does is it just makes the tofu a little bit of a different texture, kind of firmer, a little more chewy, I think. And it works real well for an application like this where you're going to be frying it and you want it to kind of have a bit of a uh, heft to it. So you take your extra firm tofu that you've frozen and thawed. And what you do is kind of cut those rectangles into a square that's going to fit on a bun. So you cut it in half horizontally and then you cut the end off kind of like vertically, make a vertical cut. And then you use the ends for stir fry or what have you. And then the block that's in half, that's what you're going to use for your quote unquote like chicken fried tofu. Take that block and you marinate it in a cup of vegetable broth, nutritional yeast flakes, soy sauce, cumin, onion powder, and garlic powder. I just did that in a pie plate. Let that go. And then you make a batter. The batter is a non-dairy milk, flaxseed um, that's ground, flour and white vinegar and salt. Mix that all up. And then you get a flour mixture that you also season. It's flour and cornstarch. 
paprika, onion powder, garlic powder, and salt. So if you've ever like pan fried or even deep fried something, this is a fairly typical setup where you've got like flour to coat and then you batter it for, for whatever that you're frying. To make this, what you do is you coat your block of tofu in the flour mixture. You, well, pull it out of the marinade, right? Coat it in the flour mixture, dip it in the batter, coat it in the flour mixture again, and then dip it in the batter, and then put it into a saucepan that has been, or skillet really, that you have about like a half inch of oil in it. And then you just let that fry. And it takes about five minutes on each side until it's nice and golden and crispy. Really do want it cooked through. Tofu is hard to get dry. So you're just looking at the outside to make sure that breading is nice and delicious. And then you just drain it on a paper towel lined plate. And to make it, you put the tofu on a bun, top with slaw, anything else you want on there. And that's your sandwich. Let's see how this go. It was a lot of frying and dipping. So I was curious how you how this all went for you. Yeah. Yeah, Kate, I that so and it starts kind of with the freezing too, and then you're marinating and then it's a lot Mm -hmm. of frying. This worked. I see in your notes here that you said it needed more flavor and we sort of felt the same way. So you get that crunchy slaw and that is good. And Mm -hmm. I I had to in noting that it takes a good five minutes to get that browned too is good to know because I really I think I took mine off a little bit early too and could have maybe gone longer on the browning. So I'm not sure I had the world's best chicken fried tofu sandwich here. I think really making sure you go all in on the browning is, is better. Yeah. So I added extra onion powder, extra garlic powder. Um, And then I did really, I fried one of them not so hard and I thought, Ooh, I don't know. And then the rest of them I fried almost past, Mm -hmm. like to that almost mahogany brown that sometimes you do with fried chicken. Okay. And that was the much better sandwich by far. Um, But I do think the marinated definitely needed additional shakes because that's the only flavor you're getting, right? Is that onion and that... um, and that garlic. So if you want to make, if this sounds good to you, if you're a vegetarian, if you're looking for a treat and you like making yeah. treats at home, some people like making fried chicken at home. If you're like, yeah, I kind of like, I like a project like that. This is a great recipe for that. Um, I, honestly, I would make this for a vegetarian friend who's like never gets to have yes. the like crunchy sandwich thing. Because usually people are like, here's a Buddha bowl with lentils. Like, not everyone wants that all the time. So I think there's some instances where this is was to be good. But I, I do think it needed to be, I think there could have even mm, been yeah, hot sauce okay. in the batter. Something to you punch know, it like up a little. Extra hot sauce in the batter. Really get that going. Something to punch it up. Some lemon over the top once it's been fried. Like, I think there's lots of things they could do with this. Um, sometimes when we have recipes like this, I'm kind of like, oh, maybe we shouldn't we shouldn't talk about them. But there was enough going on here that I thought, mm, you could make some tweaks. So I'm giving this a three out of five. But I do think if you read it and you're like, oh, I would like to add hot a hot sauce into that batter. Or I really think it should have, instead of a quarter teaspoon garlic yeah. powder, a full teaspoon. Yeah. Yes. Follow your instincts. <laughs> Because it really does need a lot more seasoning, and I think that would be super helpful. So, that, I so mean, yeah. I agree with that, Kate. This is one that if you are not a beginner cook and you can look at a recipe and think, I kind of like the concept, but how would I tweak it for myself? Then this might this mm-hmm. might be a good one for you to 
take on. If you're like, I just am looking for things to get me step-by-step a really good result, Mm -hmm. then, you know, buyer beware on this one. All right. Wrapping it up. Oh. Uh, Bon me meatballs. So delicious. So good. Everyone needs to make those. Those are so good. Yeah, I am with you on that. I mean, that was just like a very good dinner option. I loved that I could make them ahead. Swedish cake was fun, but of course, not an every night thing. Good kind of discovery. And um, yeah, I, I liked the banh mi meatballs. Same. If any of these recipes sound good to you, make sure to check out our show notes and grocery list at dinnersisters.com. We've links to all the recipes, any tips or techniques like adding more garlic powder that we talked about. If you'd like to chat more with us, we have a Facebook group, which we love. Search Facebook at Dinner Sisters Podcast. Okay, Kate, in the smorgasbord today, it's going to be short and sweet because as you heard at the beginning of the episode and as I shared in the Facebook group, I got salmonella from the onion recall. So if you have onions in your house or if you are going out to eat, just beware that there is an onion recall and they um, added more like states and more producers and different things just this week. So go ahead online, CDC. Mm-hmm. If you just do CDC onion recall, it'll bring it'll bring it right up and give you all the information that you need. And we will link it in our show notes. But we're I am still recovering and Kate is, you know, we're getting this episode out, but uh <laughs> we're <laughs> Holding, holding down the fort here, holding down the fort. So salmonella is no joke, and we want our listeners to be safe. And I think it hit a little close to home. And so we just encourage you, like, as per always, and wash your hands. Wash your hands. All right. That's what's for dinner this week. <laughs> See you next time on the Dinner Sisters. We'll save a spot at the table for you. If you have some dinner ideas, you can always send us an email at dinnersisterspodcast at gmail.com or find us over on Instagram or Facebook. We are at Dinner Sisters Podcast, and we'd love to hear from you. As per usual, if you like what you're hearing, please review and subscribe. That's how people get to know us. Thanks, and happy eating. Happy eating.